So I, I had a viral tweet the other day about a boys trip I took. Mm-hmm. And I just sort of casually mentioned that there was a golf outing with OJ Simpson. Yes. And I was like, you know what? It's actually best to talk about this on the pod and just tweet it out for free. I'm going to pot it out for free because we don't get paid for this shit either. But it's true. <laughs> but now I get to hear the story and it's not going to be like, you know, broken up. In yeah. Tweets. So I, I went out to Las Vegas with a bunch of friends. And in the planning stages, I threw out the idea of golfing. Mm-hmm. One of the guys on the trip is uh, these are all people I've known for 20 plus years. Uh, one of the guys was my golf buddy when I lived in Chicago. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I got a friend who can hook it up. He can get us a really good rate on a tee time and card because um, he's part of this crew of regulars who play every weekend. Okay. And it's a group of middle-aged to old black men. I mean, mm-hmm. I've, I've indicated before that I, I'm in my 40s. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your 40s, like it doesn't take much to be one or two degrees separated from old people. Because you got a friend that's like maybe four or five years older, and they got a friend that's maybe four or five years older. Yeah. So, you know, yeah we're talking old people at that point. Yeah. yeah. 60s, 70s. Yeah. So there's a group of middle aged and old black men that play together every weekend. And he was like, Yeah, I should probably tell you one of the guys is OJ. Oh my God. I'm like, What? Like so the first, OJ? There's yeah, only so one. Yeah. Like, I, and I know he lives in Vegas and I know he golfs a lot. So I was like, Yeah, this shit tracks. But we're not going to see OJ. So we get there. And the first person I see is OJ Simpson. That's wild. And he's just standing there holding court. And what these guys do is they play every weekend and like whoever's friends are in town get to join. And they, they play with like 30 guys. Damn. We do this. They do it at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. So they, they can pretty much have the run of the course. And they just split up into random foursomes and they do what's called a shotgun start. Okay. Shotgun start is where every foursome starts on a different hole as opposed to everyone just starting on the first hole and you and wait, and wait, and wait. Yeah. You yeah. can start 18 groups at once. Right. And then you just like, if you start on hole two, you end on hole one. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So I see the guy, he's on like the putting green, like warming up and he just looks old and feeble as fuck. Mm. Oh, and that's like, what old people do. They look old and feeble. Yeah. So it's, it's a bit disarming because at first you're like, this is like this terrifying murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep. Oh, no, this is just an old man who used to be a terrifying murderer and still is a murderer, but maybe isn't terrifying anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's a lovable murderer and adorable murderer. <laughs> oh, he's just a little old man. <laughs> Cute little murder man. <laughs> and so like but like he's going back and forth to everyone's golf cart, just mm-hmm. holding court like it's the O.J. Simpson Invitational. So he just he just yeah, he just moves along and just talks to everyone. Yeah, just talks to everyone like like he is not involved in the organizing of this event. He just can't stop himself yeah. from being the center of attention. Yes, that's how narcissists are. And so I did not end up with the, in the foursome with OJ, but I did end up like right behind him. Mm. And so we all are in the clubhouse afterwards. And this is when he is in his element. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, people are drinking and just talking shit. And he realized like he wasn't just a football player. Like he was a movie star and there's a reason he became a movie star because he's incredibly charismatic. Yeah. He's a person who just owns a room, but in like the weirdest way, as mm-hmm. we talked about, like he, he's a narcissist. 
He's a narcissist. And I hate to break it to everyone, but almost all of your faves in entertainment are narcissists and sociopaths. They, so, they are. They have to be, but they are. Yeah, so this guy, 72, 73 years old. I don't know how old he is. He's old as shit. Mm-hmm. To this day, he refers to himself in the third person as the, the juice. juice. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But not only does he refer to himself as the juice, he used juiced as a verb. Oh my, so he's using himself as a verb? Yeah, like- Is he juiced a woman? I don't know. <laughs> I think it means anything he wants it to be, like like Smurf. Okay. Because like he was talking, this one guy he was like, yeah, you know, you were talking all that shit on the front nine until you got juiced. That's <laughs> okay, interesting. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm going to start saying that, like- yeah, you thought that you thought the veal was delicious, so you got Jason. It doesn't have the same. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. No. You need a better nickname, though. Jason isn't a nickname. What did your friends think? Like, well, were, were you guys like giving you each other like the eyes, like, oh shit, look, look at OJ. He's the guy that killed somebody, and he's over here. No, yeah, we were looking at each other because it was just so bizarre. It was the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and not to get all judgy on murder. Although we should. Because, because whom amongst us? But no, there's there's like a different level of it. Like if we were with a bunch of gangsters. Yeah. And like we've known people who have done shit in the streets. That's different from like abusing women and murdering your wife. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. Murdering there's your levels wife. to this murder shit. There is. There is. There's also. Yeah, like, it wasn't some street shit. He's just kind of a monster. Yes. Because he was like. Like consistently abusing her as well and i was like i was kind of glad that i wasn't in his foursome because i don't know if i could have contained myself from mm-hmm. talking reckless because i do have a problem with that uh-huh he got big mouth yeah like you know hit one bad shot and like oh look at juice just hacking away oh that would have been hilarious though you got you gotta admit yeah. so so like he does talk about just with strangers about his time in jail and I didn't realize how much time he did. For those of you who don't remember, like some t- at some point, long after being acquitted like for years. the murder of his wife and Ron Goldman, uh, he pulled an armed ro- a robbery out there in, a, in Vegas where he lives. There was a, a hotel. Show. Yeah, yeah. In a, at a motel. Hotel. I don't remember. Holiday Inn. Yep, that, that one. <laughs> no, so oh, Juice and his boys just ran up with the Blickies and just stole a bunch of memorabilia. Of himself. Correct. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. his whole thing was like, this is my shit. I don't know how you got my shit, but I'm getting my shit back. Right. The authorities did not feel that way. I'm curious, how valuable is his shit? Well, I will let you know when I sell his golf clubs on eBay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Be careful, you don't get murked. (laughs) Maybe by the OJ 15 years ago, not this current OJ. Yeah, old man. A little old man. But yeah, like, but he talks about it. Because one of the guys who I guess who was in this group before OJ was in this group talked about how was talking about how when OJ first came out and started playing with them, he couldn't hang. And why? I was just like, I was just like, nigga, I just did nine years. That's why I couldn't hang. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And then I had to roll the tapes back and I was like, hmm, does OJ get to use the N-word? Like he did the whole I'm not black, I'm not I'm yeah, OJ thing. I watched uh what was that documentary? They did like a seven-parter on OJ. Yes, it was about him. I watched that. It was a seven-parter about him. Yeah, he he was like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Oh, let me tell you something. You put him with 30 black men, he gets black real quick. 
right? Uh, well, what did you learn? I learned that as long as you are charismatic, people will love to be in your presence. It doesn't matter what you've done, how horrible you are. And it, it's, it was bizarre. I don't regret doing it because nothing I did gave OJ any money, didn't give any, any publicity. Mm-hmm. And I mean, no. he's, he's still doing a lot well of publi- publicity on our pod. <laughs> Just he's, kidding. He's still doing well for himself. The man's still driving a Bentley. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Listen, this is how Hollywood and politics run is it's all horrible, narcissistic people and they're charismatic. So people like to be around them. It's how, it's how so many people get, get away with shit. Oh, man. Wait till you see how disgusting I am when we blow up. Welcome back to Eat the Press, guys. Oh, look at us. Look at us. Twice in a month. Two weeks later, like we promised. Deliver. Mm-hmm. And speaking of narcissists. Speaking of narcissists. The orange guy's back in the news. Ah, oh, he's back. It's no, He's never going to go away till he dies. So, you know, we're, we're a, week, a week late with this, but the story's still developing. Yeah. The FBI raided, I'm doing the air quotes, the scare quotes, mm-hmm. Mar-a-Lago, according to Trump. That's the word he used. And at first I'm like, yeah, it's definitely a raid. You know, you, we don't need to get into semantics. They run up in your shit, it's a raid. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I changed my mind on that. Not a raid. Really? You know why? Because the FBI agents who came in met with his lawyers, which means he had time to bring his lawyers in to be on site. I read, too, that they gave them the heads up, like, hey, we're coming. Yeah, that's not a raid. That's a visit. <laughs> yeah, because he t- and he tweeted out, like, they opened my safe. So we didn't tweet out on his platform, whatever platform that is. Truth Social. That's what it is. Truth. Should we join Truth Social and just start trolling people? That would be fun. I would do it. We could have a shared account. <laughs> Except, like. That is giving them money because like they monetize by the number of users. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're in their shit posting or not. All right, let's not do it then. Fucking I'm doing it. Okay, fine. No, we're doing it. <laughs> no, but anyway, <laughs> on Truth Social, he tweeted out or truthed out. <laughs> social, true social out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does not. Who came out with that? That's like a horrible, guys. You got to have better marketing. Yeah. You, when you create a platform. You have to have a name that can be verbed easily. Seriously, what's wrong with you people? Facebooked, Googled, tweeted. Squirt social, squirt it out. Like, <laughs> there's so many ways you can go, but the truth is, so anyway, he truthed out. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> okay. That the FBI raided uh, Mar-a-Lago. And as we know, and this, this is not news, mm-hmm. shortly after Biden's inauguration, we were told that Trump had absconded from the White House with a ton of classified documents. Right. Apparently, and so apparently it's the nuclear codes it was like, that's what I was reading. I mean, I, I'm i going to be honest, guys. I did not dig any deeper than headlines on this. I dug a little bit deeper. And the truth is, we don't know. All we know is they are nuclear related. Isn't it funny, though? Like, I know I'm I, I know I'm getting this all wrong and we don't 
I don't understand. Facts don't matter. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what nuclear codes are, but like, if you have the nuclear codes, like, can't can't the other people just change the nuclear? Just change them. I think the nuclear codes might change like daily. I don't think this just like. So then, what is the? Why why are people like freaking out that it might be the nuclear codes? What does that even mean? It's certainly not the codes. Right, right. But you know, it might be some blueprints. Okay. Some recipes like we can sell to people or just information about our capacity that isn't public. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. it could be about nuclear power plants. We really don't know. All we know is it's related to nuclear something or other. You know, I saw Shitlib on Twitter uh, tweet out that. Shout out to all the Shitlib listeners. Yes. Thank you, Shitlib listeners, for your support, even if it's hate support. Um, tweet out that they they thought that the FBI should go dig up uh Ivana. Oh, I've seen Ivana. I've seen talk of that. And it's like they're like so convinced that he buried documents with Ivana. Like granted, it is weird that he buried they buried her so quickly and they did it on his golf course and they did it for like tax reasons. It's so tacky and gross. But like he's dumb, but is why not just burn that shit? <laughs> Not only did they bury it on the golf course, it's not like some discreet out of the way corner. It's like right by the first hole. Right. That's right. so fucking weird. I know. So there's like these shit lips that are like, we should dig her up because he's definitely put stuff in there. And it's like, like, do you ghouls hear? Do you hear yourselves? Oh, uh, you guys are fall. They're falling for this shit. They're falling for this shit again. Nothing is going to happen. However, I will say they could be doing this just so he can't run in 2024. I don't know, wire him in a legal case, make it so he can't run legally. You know, I don't even think it's that complicated. I don't think there's that much forethought. I think it really was, they want the docs back. Yeah. I don't, and that's what I think is going to happen. I don't think there's going to be any criminal charges. We just needed our shit back. Okay, but here's what I, then then I just go, well, what if he made copies of the shit? Or what if what he did is the copy of the shit? Like, I don't understand in this like present times. I don't understand this. Like, give us our paperback. Like, I don't understand that. And the truth is, if we had it in paper, that means it has to exist in electronic form somewhere. They printed those papers. Right. So it's not like like we don't have it if those papers are missing. Exactly. It's not like they're like, uh, you took our only copy (laughs) to give it back. I think it's just a chain of possession thing. And of course, you can't establish chain of possession when you when they're out of your hands and you're not observing it. But I don't think they found anything. I mean, clearly they brought some things back. Yeah, but there was But I pop- can't believe that this man would be stupid enough. Except. To keep incriminating <laughs> evidence on his own property. Except he is just that stupid. He I, I is that stupid. I think he's incredibly stupid, but I, I think his stupidity knows an end. And, and the end to his stupidity is long before keeping so- the incriminating evidence in your crib. So what you're saying is it is probably in Ivana's coffin. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably in Riyadh where it's uh, been for years. Right. Or Russia. I mean, he loves Russia. You know, I've been thinking about the Russia thing recently mm. and specifically Russia Gate. I, I don't believe in it. I'm of two minds about Russia Gate. The one, the one part I don't care about was the whole interfering in our elections part because they were going to vote for him anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking, what if we what if we find concrete evidence that this man was legitimately a spy? How fucking crazy would it be that a spy was elected president? 
Yeah, that would be crazy. That would be nuts. I don't think it, that's entirely far-fetched. I mean, there is a lot of, you know, Lib saying like, you know, tracing it back to his very first visit to Russia and how when he came back, he wrote this op-ed about how great Russia was and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he could be even just a, I don't know, asset. He doesn't have to actually be a full-on spy or double agent or whatever that spy lingo is. I think it would be hilarious if it turns out we elected. I mean, he's definitely an asset. Would, I mean, any, anyone who helps serve the interest is an asset, whether they're witting or unwitting. It would be very apropos if he was an asset. Like, that's what this country deserves, <laughs> is to elect a spy to the highest position. I mean, like, they elected the dumbest guy they could have found. Mm, dumber than W, somehow. Man, it's amazing the way we just let W's image get rehabilitated. Terrible. Yeah. No, he, he's still going to hell. He's a he's a first round draft pick for hell. Mm, for sure. Yeah. He's, first he's, ballot, eternal damnation. He's he opened the door, you could say, for Sarah Palin and Trump easily. And this stupid anti-intellectual strain of republicanism. As we've seen in recent days, Trump's supporters are still ride or die for this dude. Oh, man, I saw a thread last night and it was somebody who had compiled all these TikToks of Trump supporters. And they were just all like white men with bad facial hair talking about how the war was coming. And they've started just earlier this week. We had a man attack the FBI building in Cincinnati. Mm hmm. And, then, and he, he had been posting on Truth Social about how we can't let them do this to Trump. So like we're not speculating on why he did this. Like there is a social media footprint of yeah, him didn't saying he, that he was going to war for Trump. Didn't he truth out? <laughs> didn't he truth out um, mid mid car chase what his plan had been and how did it was he really? Going. I didn't. Wow. And he was going wrong. But he even like ended it with like. It ended on like while like he had more to say, but he stopped truthing out. Word <laughs> is so dumb. And uh, today, there are um, armed Trump supporters surrounding the FBI building in Phoenix. Mm. Okay. So war against the FBI, which takes us on to our next thing. Yeah. How quickly the Republican mainstream—not just a bunch of fringe lunatics, mm -hmm. but actual sitting politicians have turned on federal law enforcement. Right. And um, I feel like as a dirty commie, um, of looking in and at both of these things, if they can weaken each other, great. <laughs> if Trump supporters can weaken the FBI and the FBI can weaken Trump supporters and the Trump, great. <laughs> I, yeah. I saw a good tweet that was like, the FBI cannot do any good. They're not good. Uh, but they are, they can do funny things. <laughs> See, I'm of two minds about this. The FBI, unlike the police, which are a system that is irrevocably broken, the FBI is a tool of the administration wielding it. Mm -hmm. I do believe the FBI could theoretically be used for good and has at times. For mm -hmm. example, during Jim, the Jim Crow South, during the lynching era, the FBI was playing both sides. The FBI was infiltrating Black libera liberation organizations. Mm -hmm. But the FBI was also prosecuting the Klan and people doing lynchings. So the FBI 
was serving America's interests and America's interests is upholding capitalism and these systems of, of inequality. But the FBI was also reigning in the racist states. And I think depending on who's wielding it, it can theoretically be used as a tool for good. There, as long as there are federal crimes, there has to be a federal investigative body. The FBI does not have that history of doing good. So yeah, so they're to me they are a tool of the uh, bourgeoisie ruling class. So they're not going to do good ever. They're only going to do what serves the bourgeoisie. Yeah, I think there was a period when the FBI was like, we will stop innocent black people from being slaughtered, but we will also stop black people from uprising. Mm. And so like they they told that line. But they killed Martin Luther King. Yeah, that's stopping uprising. That's and they killed they killed Malcolm that, X. Yes, they killed Malcolm. So they killed the Black Panthers. Um, they've jailed the Black Panthers. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They opposed black liberation. Yeah, so it's like I, I don't know. I can't I, I guess I can't really I don't know if it's even my place to have an opinion on it, but well no, you can have an opinion because the FBI have profile profile Arabs. They, they, yes, they, they sure. profiled Muslims, <clears throat> the Arabs. Yeah, they, they have and they have set they have uh, set so many Arabs in traps where the Arabs were not going to be doing anything, and they've tra- what is the term? En- entrapped they, them. They've entrapped them. And yeah. what's, what's crazy is we've seen case after case where brown people, Muslims, Arabs have been entrapped and then convicted of terrorism charges. But when they did that with those white guys who had that plot to kidnap. Uh, Governor Whitman in oh, right. Michigan, all of a sudden this was an injustice and right. those people were all acquitted right. and the FBI was attacked. But when they do that to brown people. Oh no, it's totally fine when they do it to brown people. I don't know. I have a hard time giving the FBI credit for anything. You don't have to give the FBI credit. I am not defending the FBI as an institution. Although I think the FBI, because it's simply one agency, mm-hmm. one agency, can be overhauled and used for good, whereas police are a culture and police are not salvageable. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And also the police are very clearly created to protect the bourgeoisie and their interests. They're, you know, they're, that's what they're for. Um, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I think we can let, uh, we can just sit and let it play out and not 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 root for either yeah, you side root, you don't have to root for anyone I, absolutely i'm not rooting for anyone okay here's what i was gonna say about the fbi i did not articulate that earlier. okay okay historically the federal government mm-hmm. and federal law enforcement has been the buffer between corrupt racist state and local law enforcement mm-hmm. and the people so like that has been the one capacity in which they have been somewhat helpful to the people. And I wonder though, if that's policy or if that's like individual FBI agents making quote a difference. Do you know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. those, those people actually being like having a um, conscience and being like, we got to do the right thing. I don't, yeah, you know what? I will say that you, since you brought up individuals, mm-hmm. I do think a lot of individuals might join the FBI because they really want to take down terrorism mm-hmm. or drug smuggling. I don't think individuals join local police forces with good intentions. No, I don't either. I, I there's a certain type of person that joins the the police force. Yeah. I remember the guy, the guy from my high school, 
I mean, I went to a small high school and came from, come from a small town. He was picked on a lot by a lot of the jocks and stuff. And he became a police officer. Like, that's his, like, ah, you want to pick on me? I'm this, I'm now, I'm now I'm going to be a cop. I'm going to fuck with everybody else. Yeah, they, they, I think that is a, not 100% the profile, but I think you get a lot of that in police forces. For sure. I think sometimes in the FBI, you get people who, are, who saw Silence of the Lambs like, I want to catch that guy. Yes, yes. And also very- Because they kind of do some, like, on paper, they do some interesting things. Sure. The, it's like cops don't do shit interesting. No, they don't. They don't do anything interesting and they don't solve any crimes. Um, Yeah, sure. And also, I think there's a lot of people that join the FBI are probably very patriotic, like yeah. extremely patriotic. Um, But let's talk about how like now they're calling for uh the abolition of the FBI. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene has called for this. Uh, there's T-shirts now. Yeah, she's got merch. Abolish the FBI merch. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's a reactionary stance. You know, that's a stance where the way they got to that position, even though I personally agree with that position, the way they got to that position is a right reactionary stance. And they're coming from the position of not justice, but um, you, you fucked with my my savior and, and now, my god king yeah so and, we we want we got to get rid of you and it's a little bit deeper than the trump association as well the right has long long railed against the federal government you know mm-hmm. that's a thing they hate they they're all about states rights and in, in that sovereign citizen movement there's a belief that the highest level of law enforcement should be the county sheriff they don't mm. want the feds. i didn't know that oh absolutely absolutely i mean i know they hate what's uh, the bundies is that who that is oh yeah the bundies hate the feds and you know this goes back to ruby ridge these were some white separatists living off the grid and i want to say idaho i could Mm -hmm. be wrong but somewhere in the mountain west where weird Mm -hmm. shit happens right um, this guy was selling weapons illegally to other white supremacist groups. And that's why the feds raided his compound. And they ended up like killing his wife and children. Right. And, and Oh, his name was Randy Weaver. Was it Idaho? Uh, yep. It was Idaho. Idaho. There's also, what was the guy that was, uh, David Koresh in the Branch Davidians yeah, in the, Waco. Yep. Waco. That's the other one. Yeah, so like the right has a long history of opposing federal law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And it was like that thing I was talking to you earlier about how the FBI used to come in when the county sheriffs were covering up lynchings. Right. They, they don't want like... the feds meddling. Right, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't care about the feds destroying the Black Panthers or MOVE or any other radical organization. They support that, but they do not want to be encroached upon by the federal government. So, you know, it's a, it's a bit of the good old horseshoe theory, how they can come to some good political positions for nefarious reasons. Right. And and they also they they do this thing where they use the language of radical leftists. And I think that's how they also kind of um, pull in people who may be on the fence of going left and right. Do you know what I mean? Who are anti-capitalists, who are anti 
bourgeoisie government, and they might not say it in those terms, um, but they use the the language of uh, leftist radicalists, and um, they end up sounding like a lot of like justice, and you know, using the terms. But in the end, it's actually just a reactionary movement. You know? Yeah, it is. If you are not entirely politically sophisticated and plugged in, it's very easy to conflate populism with leftism. Mm-hmm. And every time we see someone say, oh, look at the Republicans outflanking the Dems on the left, they didn't move left, they moved populist, which mm-hmm. is what every successful fascist movement has done. Right. And that's also how people get funneled into fascism. Well, I mean, let's not take away their- uh... Yeah, they, they have agency. These people are racist. Right, their own agency. Uh, however, let's take out the racist. There, ha- there are some people who are, you know, could be like pulled to the left, and yet they get pulled to the right. And I think this is also a failure of the left. That's a failure of the left not having good organization and doing good, lots of good infighting. Man, the left, the left infights so much. There is no coherent ideology amongst people on the right except who they hate. Yeah. And that's enough to drive them. They, they don't infight. Like they'll sort that shit out later as long as they can target what they hate first. But you know what's crazy is I, I've read on the like Russian re- revolution and holy shit, they, the leftists were fighting back then. They were over the tiniest things, like the tiniest differences. Leftists are fighting. I mean, like we're separating into two different groups now because this is one little shit. Well, yeah, like- and then even after the revolution, when the Soviet Union exists, the different Soviets had different interests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the industrialists versus the agriculturalists, there were different interests. Of, we're not doing this, though. This is not that pod. Yeah. Still. <laughs> it's okay. We can be whatever pod we want. It's our pod. Yeah, it's a sports pod. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's true. Do you want to have a sports thing? Sports pod segment. No, but um, I do have an anecdote. I went to a sporting event last night. Oh, you did? What'd you go do? I, I took the boy to a football game. And uh-huh. you know, I don't watch football. Uh-huh. Because the NFL is a reprehensive organization. Tor- horrible organization that lets everyone get brain damaged. Yeah. And covers up for the its worst offenders. Yeah. A, a serial yeah. sexual um, criminal Predators. just got a six game sentence, a six game suspension. Ooh, with like 23 cases of sexual assault. Gross. But my son just completed a sports camp. And at the end of the camp, they gave all the kids two tickets. Mm-hmm. To what? Like, um, uh, a Steelers preseason game. Okay. So I was like, all right, I'm not supporting this league. And I'm just like taking my kid to a game, which we got free tickets. And we had, we had a lot of fun. He really enjoyed it. And this city, Pittsburgh, is just one of the most sports obsessed cities I've ever been in. Mm. And the Steelers are kind of a cult. Mm-hmm. Like if you just walk through a mall on a Tuesday, 42% of women are going to be wearing Steelers gear. That's wild. So I realized while we're at the game that we're both wearing sports shirts. Mm-hmm. I was wearing a 1996 Lithuania basketball t-shirt. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is very specific. And he was wearing uh a Paris Saint Germain killing Mbappe jersey. <laughs> no idea who that is. Yeah, so like we're literally both wearing foreign country <laughs> jerseys. Amazing. I'm wearing basketball. He's wearing soccer. Nice. And so he liked it. 
Yeah, he had a good time. Is it like I want to play football? Definitely not letting either of my kids play football. So, like, my son has had zero exposure to football because I love football. I absolutely love football. But I have principles, so I stopped watching football Mm -hmm. when he was, like, one or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's seven now. So he's not seen football. Mm -hmm. I don't talk about it. But he was introduced to flag football at the camp. Okay. And absolutely fell in love with it. It's like, you got to sign me for flag football. I got to play. I was like, yeah, you can do that. There, there's no head trauma. There's no association with the NFL. Right. It's just right. a fun thing for kids to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, my my kid's definitely not going to be exposed to um, football or basketball or anything. <laughs> F1, that's what my husband watches is F1. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they'll be exposed to is F1. But yeah, support your local thing. Whatever your local thing is, go support yeah. the local thing. Yeah. Local things are good. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for us for this week. Yeah. it's We did it. Yeah. two Twice in a month. Let's see if we can keep the streak going. And Jason is going to fix his audio issues. That That's correct. We're going to do this. We're going to send you time. all new headphones because really the problem is your headphones. <laughs> First, you got to donate to our Patreon so we can buy the headphones so we can send them to you. We don't have a Patreon. Um, All right, then. Until then, Mm -hmm. as always, our theme music, Too Cool, is composed by Kevin McLeod, licensed through Creative Commons. Follow us on all the things at Yeet the Press. All right, then. Follow Jason at Fraser Approves. Follow me at ACAB the ARAB. Talk to you soon. Later.